Hey, we're Bizarre Investigations. I'm Hugh. And I'm Josh. And we're back again. We're back again. Sorry, I uh, I might have contracted COVID, and I didn't want to get uh, Josh over there sick and his family, so... Uh, He's being thoughtful, and I mean... We're dumbasses, don't know how to do this over uh, the interweb, so... We're figuring that out, though. <laughs> we'll, we'll get that down, and uh, hopefully we won't really have to miss much time after we figure that out. Yeah. So, uh, we're back in studio... And we're getting it on. Getting it on with uh, the Chris Watts case. Chris Watts. Well, the, the Watts family murder? The f- so, yeah. I mean, whatever you want to call it, I guess, but that's I, what it is. I mean, you guys will see the, the title of it before we see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so before we get into it, I uh, got COVID. I wasn't like sick or anything. I was sick, a- obviously, but... He was pretty much asymptomatic. Yeah, I just... Didn't want to get people sick. My wife works in the medical field, so didn't want to bring the cooties to anyone else. So quarantined for a little bit and uh, just being thoughtful. Yeah, that's a smart way to do it, I guess. Smart way to do it. Even though it doesn't really uh, affect people our age that much. Especially my age. I mean, Especially I'm, I'm a little age. younger than you, but yeah, only by what, like 10 years? Only by 10 <laughs> years. So even at my age, I think I'd be okay if I got it. Yeah. And... uh Another another weird thing was when I was at work before I got COVID, uh, I almost got shot. Oh, you want to tell it? Wait, do you want to tell that story on uh, what do you call it? Our fucking bizarre stories, or do you just want to tell it? I'll just tell it, just so we can get it. It'd be a little fast one. Uh, I was pulling up to a stop sign, right, and uh, I had my windows down, and I was listening to classical music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm a little weird sometimes when I'm tired. I'll listen to like. Whatever keeps you awake when you're working overnight. You, if you, if anybody listening works overnight, you understand. Whatever keeps yeah. you awake. I, I listen to like Beethoven and stuff like that, and that keeps me awake. Exactly. Except Beethoven. <laughs> Good old Beethoven. I listen to uh, Lux Eternia, which if some of you guys don't know, I kind of incorporated that into our intro song, so that's one of my favorite songs. But anyways, I had my windows down, rolling up to my stop sign, and as I'm stopping, I heard pop, 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 pop. I'm like, Hey, yo, that's really fucking close. <laughs> I was like, that ain't no fucking firework. I know the sound of a gun. That's really fucking close to me. And I look, and I see this fucking guy doing like the backward shuffle after he just fucking shot at someone. The the uh, kill shot. Yeah. He, kill, sideways, much, sideways gun <laughs> as you're shooting and shit. Pretty much there was, he didn't kill the guy. He didn't even hit him. He fucking was doing this stupid ass like pop, 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 running back around. I'm, I'm doing visuals right now and you can't see it but thankfully a lot of these people who have guns like that don't know how to shoot and so therefore they don't actually kill people all the time exactly imagine if these guys knew how to shoot how many people would be dead a lot right it's crazy (laughs) but so then uh, i'm pulling up the stop sign you know me and my little uh, security guard uniform and he looks at me i'm like oh fuck i can clearly see a gun because he's doing the backward shuffle like i said and i saw him turn around Clearly see a gun in his hand. And then he looks at me. I'm like, oh, fuck no. So I try to fucking rev my car up and try to run him over. Cause, uh, for a little bit, because I, I know the story. Because he I was not with you, but I was working with him that night. And so he pulls up to a stop sign. And just to his right on the corner where the stop <laughs> sign's at is where this guy originally was. Yeah. Right? Okay. So just so you guys get an idea, it's a three-way stop sign, not a four-way. Mm-hmm. So there's only three streets there. Mm-hmm. So he was on a straightaway at a stop sign. Yeah. And so then he looks at me and sees me, you know, I'm guessing he thought I was a cop at first because, I mean, I wear a vest. I have, I mean, 
besides my shirt, which should give it away, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he then proceeded to point it at me, and I'm like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to die, and I don't have a way to, like, return fire because I no longer carry anymore. So I try to, you know, maybe bump him a little bit with my car, but he got out of the way, and I think he was out of ammo because he didn't shoot me. That's pretty lucky. That's pretty fucking lucky. That's pretty lucky. <laughs> we ended up, oh, well, he hit me up, like, he obviously he drove away pretty fast. Um, I was like, fuck that, I'm not fucking dying tonight, I got fucking kids at home. Exactly. Well, I mean, what are you supposed to do? I would yeah. be trying to get the fuck out of there anyways, but... He uh he hits me up. He's like, "Hey, dude, uh, this guy was just shooting next to me." I'm like, "What are you talking about, bro? Like basketball? Like, wait, what, what are you talking about?" And he's like, "No." And then he explained the whole situation, and I uh, met up with him, and then he had already called the police, and we ended up meeting back with the police, and uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty fun. Pretty fun night, yeah. We yeah. Uh, we went over there, and I was like, "Look at all the uh, fucking casings on the floor. They look like all fucking uh." I think it was 22s, honestly, but they were yeah. smaller, like either 9 or 22, but my guess would be 22 because they were small. From the sound of it, it didn't sound like a 22. Well, it's right next to your face, so I mean, it probably amplifies it a little bit, especially when you're not expecting it. True, true. And the uh, funny thing is I wasn't even like scared of the moment. I was scared of telling my wife. It might have been a 9, actually. I think it was a 9. I think it was, too. Yeah. But yeah, I was just scared to tell my wife, and... uh I didn't tell her till fucking nine hours later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she was a little upset with me, and that's what I was worried about. You want to get into this, or what? Yeah, let's get into it, man. Let's I think we're going to we're gonna skip a brain fuck just because. Uh, just because, just because. Just because, yeah. Just because. And are we, is this going to be the start of season three? Uh, we'll figure that out later. All right. So, as for you, those of you who don't know, the Chris Watts case is the case of Christopher Watts. Murdering his family. Murderer. Murdering his pregnant wife and his three-year-old daughter and his four-year-old daughter? Yes. No, it was two and three? I thought it was two. No, it might have been three and four. I think it was three and four. It was. And then putting his three-year-old daughter and four-year-old daughter into oil tanks. Yes. And that was not real clear to me because some things I've seen, I guess, I don't know, you want to get into that already. But... I mean, we can just like summarize it for those that don't know the case. Mm-hmm. They can you know expect... To what to expect? Because I seen that um, he smothered the kids. He did, but also it, it wasn't real clear in his confession. Like, did he just throw them in there alive in the oil tanks, nope. or were they already dead? That's what... on his like second or third confession is when he said he strangled or smothered them to death and then put them into the oil tanks. Yeah, I don't know how a father could do that kind of stuff, man. Me neither. Okay, so. I, I mean, when I first heard about the case, I had watched this on Netflix. I think I mentioned that on our previous episode. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had watched the whole the whole little, it's like an hour and a half long documentary or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is pretty sad, right? Well, for this show in preparation, I went and watched it again. Mm-hmm. It was so much harder to watch this time, knowing what's going to happen to those little girls. And yeah. like all the uh, clips they have of the little girls before it actually tells you that he murdered them. Uh-huh. Um, super sad as a father it's it's hard to watch i mean like i feel like if if you guys don't think this is sad i think you have something going on it just like even like okay so that's the netflix documentary right well you can get even deeper just by going on youtube and searching up the family murders like yeah you can get even deeper than netflix did and it's sad dude yeah i know on our so on the brain hour that we did episode what 30 uh, yes. Yeah, that was the last one we did. Yes. 
we actually had a, a lot of people hit us up and say, you know, you guys should do the Chris Watts because I just watched the documentary because of what you guys just said, and, and it's a really good thing. So that's how we're doing it because we did mention it on that episode. Yeah. And I remember yeah. watching this, like, the day of when the police released the footage. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it. So bef- I think a year before this documentary came out. And then, so I already knew all the police footage. I watched the interrogation videos, and then I watched the, just watched the documentary. And then, honestly, it's fucking sad. It's it, what makes it so hard too is seeing those clips of how happy those little girls were beforehand. Yeah, and it's just like and no and hearing his confession and saying, I think it was the younger one who was saying, "Daddy, no, Daddy, no," and he's still like, uh. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's what pretty much we're gonna go over today is though, you know, how could a perfect family, seeming, you know, supposedly see, seemingly perfect, yes. Like and a lot uh, of people thought so, but I mean, it obviously wasn't. So the I'm going to describe the family. So you have the mother, Shanann, and Shanann, not Shannon. Okay, so for, first of all, I don't like that name, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be insensitive here, but uh, it doesn't make sense. Shanann, yeah. Shan- I, every time someone said it, I was like, that's just Shannon. <laughs> it's Shannon, all right? It is Shannon. We're not, we're not trying to laugh just to be you know dickheads or anything. We, you know, well, it's you guys know how we are. We, we're going to have a good time, even if the episode is kind of a sad episode. Yeah, I mean, it's most likely going to be a sad <laughs> episode. But so you have Shanann, the weird name for. Okay, anyways, uh, the mom. Then you have Christopher Watts. He's the father. Murderer. Murderer. I don't think we should even give him the title of father anymore. Um, and then the oldest daughter is Bella. Bella and Celeste, yeah. Yeah, Bella is four, Celeste, or Cece, is three. And that is the Christopher Watts. And like I said, Shanann was pregnant. Mm, with Nico. With Nico. That was going to be their little boy. Mm-hmm. And they had just found out that it was going to be a boy like days prior, right? In July. Oh, I thought that, no. It was June or July, yeah. That's when they found out. Because it was August 13th was the day of the murders. I mm-hmm. thought they had found out like days prior that it was a boy. We can get into that because that kind of goes into so- certain things. But I, they found out it was a boy I, in July. Okay, so I mean, fuck it, we're just talking about it. Um, in the Netflix series, did you see like, oh, this is how Chris found out that we were having another child, and it's like, oops, we did it again on her shirt. Well, no, she, so Shan, Shanann actually had like a Facebook Live video going on, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was her with the pregnancy test going up and like, hey, Chris, can you come here? And then Chris yeah. came in the room and then showed him. He's like, does the pink lines mean it's going to be a girl? He's an idiot. But <laughs> look at, no, what I'm saying is like how she didn't show him the thing yet until she said, you seen the shirt she had on, right? I didn't the, see the shirt. No. The shirt said, oops, we did it again. Mm. And then she showed him the pregnancy test and he's like looking at it like an idiot. Oh, pink lines mean girl? Uh, no, dumbass. <laughs> means you're fucking pregnant. It means you're having a kid, <laughs> retard. You should fucking know that already. Yeah. But you so, have two of them. <laughs> How do you not know that? Oh, Even I shit. know that shit. Come on, man. I mean, I mean, I was also 19 when I had mine, but I knew it back then. Yeah, you, you find that out real quick when yeah. you get a girl pregnant. <laughs> oh, that's what it means. Oh, okay. two lines is pregnant. You oh. might not know it beforehand, but once you see it, you automatically know. <laughs> All right, so... How could like this family like and Shanann was a an employee for Thrive. Thrive is pretty much like the like I don't know. It's a fucking like energy supplement type of thing. It's like one of those marketing, it's like a pyramid scheme in my eyes. 
It's where, you know, you, you get people to sign up underneath you and then they sell shit for you. It's a fucking pyramid scheme. Right. Just like uh, Arbon and all this other bullshit that's going on lately. Every time I seen some, like something with her work, I was like, okay, well, she leaves the house for work a bit, I guess. I mean. No, she does everything. It's, a, it's like a social media company. Like, you just want people to sign up underneath you on your, their social media accounts so you can get more people. And then. She was one of those people who fucking. Uh, who had a lot of whatever Facebook lives or whatever? Yeah, like, she had a lot of followers. Imagine like if she didn't have that, you. I don't feel like that documentary would have been as good without that stuff. No, she had thousands, thousands, and thousands of pictures, videos, everything. Excuse me. Um. But yeah, I've. She was like a person to document everything in her life. Right. One of those. Everything. We, me and he were both not like that. Mm-mm. We don't really document anything. I mean. I mean, we don't even fucking go on, like, Instagram and Twitter for our own fucking podcast, but... I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, even on our personal accounts, if you were to go on my personal account, which you guys don't know it, but if you were to, you would see I don't post anything. I, I posted... The last time I posted something was probably, like, months ago. I mean, I just don't post anything. So, yeah, I think the last time I posted something was for my... I think my daughter's first birthday. No, I <laughs> I took a picture of my kids and put it up there, and I was like... When I bought my camera, so in February... Yeah, so I don't even fucking year. Look, I've had my both of my kids' birthdays have been recent. Mm-hmm. Still, I <laughs> I don't post anything. Is like I tell my kids happy birthday. I don't need to go post it online. Yeah, I don't. Who, need a, they're not. They don't even have like. Okay, my kids are young enough to where they don't have a uh, social media. Yeah. Why am I posting online? <laughs> they're not going to see it. Who it's am I trying the, to show? It's just for the clicks. I guess so, but I mean, I'm not going to make money off of it, so I don't exactly. Really care. Exactly. And uh, like like I said, I but, tell my kids. In person, I don't need to go put online like, oh my god, my kids, happy birthday, kids! You're never gonna see this. But her life revolved around social media, so that's why she did. Apparently, because yeah. if the documentary documentary was accurate, then yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it. She like every waking second, she was like doing something on Facebook. According to her friend, she was always on Facebook, Instagram, whatever the fuck, and uh, just posting pictures of her kids, videos of how perfect her family was, and how awesome her husband was, and how good of a father he was. I feel like that was all fake. I mean, it could be just for social media. I but feel like when a lot of people who go on social media and do that kind of stuff, they are absolutely telling lies or being fake about it because why would you go online and be like, oh, my marriage is falling apart and we're in debt and <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. No, you're going to be like, oh, my husband's the best. He's a great father. Uh, look at the big old house we got. No, right. You know what I mean? Like, of course. like This big old house that she bought by herself. Is she the one about it? Because I feel like he worked in the oil fields. He had to be making just before they got married. She was twenty four. She worked real hard, and then she built it. Oh, that was her first house. And that I think that was the house they lived in. No, if you if you were that was in North Carolina, right? Yeah, Yeah. right, right, right. I was gonna say if you even go back and look at it, like totally different houses, completely different. But she at twenty four buying a house like that is pretty impressive. I mean, she said she actually built it. I mean, I'm buying a house and I'm building my house right now. You are, yeah. That's another. That's another reason we've missed some time, guys. Yeah, because he was going through the process of buying a fucking four hundred fifty thousand dollars house. You don't need to fucking tell the price. (laughs) It's an expensive house for someone your age, man. It is. It's pretty expensive. It's an expensive house for anybody's age, but um. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's also also congratulations. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so. And just so you guys know, we text on a regular basis. We talk on a regular basis. I have told him congratulations already. I'm just saying that. Congratulations. We're just doing the social media aspect things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they were pretty much like like the picture-perfect family for social media. They they uh, they presented a perfect image. Yeah. Like there's 
thousands of videos of Chris playing with his kids. There's thousands of videos of, you know, Shanann, like, pictures and videos of Shanann, like, praising her husband and, like, how wonderful he is. Like, she, he changed her life mm-hmm. for the best. Uh, he found her at her worst and then supported her at her worst. Yeah. And that's how they fell in love. Like, you can watch her video still of, like, how they fell in love, how they found each other. He friend requested her on Facebook. And then she was like, I'm never going to meet him. She's just, he's just another number in my in her Facebook that's account. Exact, yeah, that's exactly what she said, yeah. And then they met each other, and then she never thought anything of it until he she fell asleep in his lap, and he didn't move for like two or three hours and just like cared for her. And well, that's he, how she knew she was in love. Well, he is a weirdo, so if my girl falls asleep on me for two hours and my arm starts getting numb, I'm going to shake her off, dude. Like, I mean, if my wife falls asleep on me correct, and I'm awake... I'm moving her, and I'm going to go play some video games. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's real love. That is real love. Letting her pretending, sleep comfortably. Pretending like, like it doesn't bother you that she's laying on you, that's not real love. That's fake love. Pushing her off you and saying, hey, you go ahead and go to sleep, but I'm going to go play video games. That's real love. Yeah. Anybody who's married knows that. <laughs> uh, but, all right, so you want to actually get into it now that we gave a little bit of their life? Yeah, I mean... Uh, did you want to actually go over the timeline that we actually found? No, we're just going to act like no one knows this case. We have not spoiled it. Not at all. (laughs) So we're, we're actually going to go like, as if you were seeing this for the first time in August 13, 2018. Okay, let's do it. Okay. So August 13, 2018, Nicole, uh, Shanann's best friend. Yeah. So just so there's no confusion, there are two, technically two Nicoles. We'll call one Nikki. Nikki is the mistress. That's that's the mistress. You guys will find that out. Nicole is Shanann's best friend. Correct. So we'll or just, one of her best friends. We'll just go with Nikki and Nicole. So okay. hopefully that doesn't get too confusing. Nikki is a bad one. Nicole is a good one. <laughs> good one. Yeah. Yeah. So the good Nicole. Actually, it, I mean, realistically, if it wasn't for her friend, maybe they don't even find out. No. Honestly, her friend is the reason we know all this stuff today. Hundred percent. Because if it wasn't for her friend, honestly, if it, just say her friend was like, "Oh, she's just it. sleeping in," yeah, or she just got home. She's gonna be busy for the next week and a half. Yeah, like that. That might have made it to where he gets away with it. Yeah. So Nicole and their neighbor saved this case. If it mm. wasn't for these two people, like you'll get the neighbor pretty soon. But those two people are the reason why this case is no longer. It's not a cold case. For yeah, absolutely. All right. So August thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. In the AMs, I want to say like what, 10, 11? Is when she went to the house? Yeah, yeah. something like that. Because uh, the friend was texting um, Shanann about uh, her doctor's appointment that she had for the baby that day. Yeah. And no response. And I guess that's just not like her to not respond. So Nicole has a key to the house, She or she has a code to the house. So she opens the door, but the, the little latch at the top of the door is locked. Mm-hmm. So she can open the door up like two, three inches. <clears throat> She can look inside and see her best friend's favorite shoes are still inside, like the shoes that she wears every day. I mean, we all have those shoes. Absolutely, yeah. I I have uh, my Crocs. And I have, it's either I'm wearing my slippers or I'm wearing my running shoes. Yeah. And I, uh, I love my Crocs, by yeah. the way. I'm the old man, so. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty old for 24, I guess. I'm wearing slippers. Well, slippers are cool. I think everybody wears slippers and or, or like slides. But me, per- I have slides, Do I do, but... 
Oh yeah, he's got the old man slippers. He just showed me <laughs> with a fur inside. Hell yeah, they're boots they're, with the fur. With the fur. <laughs> they're called bear paws, man. They're so comfortable. They're like oh, yeah. the cheap Uggs. <laughs> the guy Uggs. Yeah, fuck it. But, but um, uh, so she sees her friends. Wait, 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 I wasn't done. Oh, sorry, my I'm bad. Not, come on, man. Sorry. Well, sorry, we're out of practice, guys. Also, I was gonna say. All I was gonna say was, you guys should get Crocs if you don't if you don't have them because <laughs> they are super convenient. Like. You can have the back off and just like slip your foot in, or you could put them on and you could do exercises and shit. So get some cracks, guys. Yeah. All right. So she looks inside the door and sees her friend's favorite shoes on. She's yelling inside. Then uh, Nicole's son is also there with her. And I don't know her son's name. I think it's uh, blocked out for a reason because he's a kid. He's a kid, yeah. And he should not have his name out there, even though if you looked up her friend, you can probably find her kid. He's got a cool little ponytail. <laughs> So they stand on the their car or something like that and look through like the little windows on the top of the, the garage and they notice that her vehicle's inside still and the car seats are inside. Like, somehow they can see through the car, through the window, and through the window of the car and see the car seats. Yeah. And that's odd. I, I, would, I would automatically be alarmed as well because... You can't go anywhere without car seats. Right. The only thing kids. I would be thinking is, okay, is Chris not working today and... Are they all together? That's my only thought process, but... They only had two vehicles. When you get a hold of Chris and you know he's at work. Yeah, so they only had two vehicles. One was a Lexus, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know. I know that one was his pickup truck and the other was some yeah, kind one of was a Yeah, one was a truck that is a work truck that only uh, he was allowed to be in. No family members, nothing. And then they had their personal car, mm-hmm. which obviously, if their car seats are still in there, that means they're not anywhere, right? They had to be home. You would think so, yeah. But my pro- my thought process would be like, okay, he, they might have left in his truck, but once you find out he's at work, then that's when you really start getting concerned. Um, I mean, I would have been pounding on the doors. and That's what she was doing. So she was she had the door open and yelling inside like, Shanann, Shanann, Bella, uh, Cece, you know, yelling for them. Yeah. So she calls Christopher and Chris like, hey, I'm at work right now. What's going on? And not very emotional to the, the fact that, She's saying that she can't find the kids or her, her his wife. And uh, so nothing is a, like alarming Chris, which is like the first red flag. So she then goes and calls the cops and says, hey, I need to do a welfare check of my friend. I'm supposed to be taking her to her doctor's appointment for her baby. And uh, just to clarify, she was not supposed to. She she did volunteer, I guess, the night before. She did say, hey, if you need me to, I will take you to your doctor's appointment, right? Yeah. Um, but she wasn't supposed to because that makes it seem like she was automatically going to be there no matter what no she actually was like texting her hey how'd your doctor's appointment go and all this other shit so this was actually technically probably after the doctor's appointment was supposed to be had yeah and then sorry go on no i was just saying because i i don't want to like say she was only there because of the doctor's appointment but she was there because she was getting no response on the text messages and like shenan probably was the type that would be like Oh my god, I dog's appointment. This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And then she's getting no response, so of course she's gonna be a concern. And that's why we brought up the social media how she's always on her phone. Mm-hmm. It's when you're always on your phone for work, especially for like posting things on Facebook, wherever your social media platform you're doing, if you're always on it and you're not on it right now, you're not returning to text messages, even though sometimes at like two, three in the morning you text your friends and they respond back to you, and then it's ten, eleven nine in the morning and you're not getting a response back when you know hey you have kids you should be awake right now you should be on your phone like this is not normal that's why she went there the funny thing is i don't really know anybody like none of my friends or like are like that so i have a lot of like really 
like weird family members that post literally every fucking thing. Maybe family members, but as far as friends go, no. Like, so if I were to text a friend and they didn't respond, I would have just assumed they're ignoring me. <laughs> I mean, it, that's what I think too. Like, if if I text you and you're not responding, like, okay, he's either sleeping or playing video games. One of the two. One of the two. <laughs> Can't be anything else. <laughs> um. So at this point, oh, speaking of video games, sorry, I'm gonna keep getting off track. I just got a PS5, guys. <laughs> With cool. no games. Well, no, I down. I'm downloading games onto it. I have like Warzone and that kind of shit. But all right, I'm I'm still debating whether or not I want to get Cold War. Anyway, sorry, way off topic. I just want to let you guys know I got a PS5. They're awesome. Go get one. You can't because can't. they're sold out. <laughs> but I got one. Um. So at this point, uh, she calls the doctor's office, and the doctor's office breaks the HIPAA rule, which is patient confidential. You know, mm-hmm. like my wife. Like I said, my wife works in the medical field. Confidentiality. Yeah, and. I go to her doctor's office and she cannot help me because it's against HIPAA because we're married. You can't know my medical record and my doctor cannot tell my doctor or my wife mm-hmm. anything because it's against the law. Unless so, you already have an agreement in place. like Exactly. Because like, my, my, me and my wife have the same doctor and uh, we share everything. So like literally if I get an email about my health, she gets it as well. Yeah, no, that, that's a different story. Like, if me, if my wife wasn't working in this office, mm-hmm. she would be able to know stuff. Right. But since she works there, it's HIPAA. So the Nicole calls the doctor's office, like, "Hey, did Shanann go to her appointment? They completely broke HIPAA. No, she did not show up today. Like, you can't fucking tell the people that. Right? That's against the fucking law. But hey, good job with that doctor because that little mistake. Well, it probably wasn't the doctor. It was probably the receptionist or whatever. But yeah, whoever said she did not show up. Right. Good job for breaking the law because you saved you didn't save anyone but you help solve this case too well yeah you contributed for sure yeah so at this that, point that, that raised the flag the flags of the friend nicole so yeah tenfold yeah yeah so now she now she's like worried so then she calls 911 and you can actually look up the 911 recording and you can actually hear her call she's like freaking out She's like, uh, I don't know where my friend is. She's always on social media. She's not responding to me. Her car's here. Her favorite shoes are here. And she's not responding to anything. Do you actually know the name of the uh, documentary on Netflix? So it's called American Murder, The Family Next Door. Okay. So if you guys want to go on uh, Netflix and look up American Murder, The Family Next Door, that's the name of the documentary. But all this stuff's in there too. So they actually include like the... The 911 calls, some clips from Shanann's profile of Facebook, all this other shit. So Text messages. It, it's really, really good. It's yeah. really well done, too. Even, like, I've seen uh, some people who normally criticize Netflix's making of the documentaries, and they're like, uh, yeah, it was really well done. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was. It was well done. One of the better ones I've seen. Yeah. Um, also, real fast, before we continue, there's 1,900 pages of discovery on this. 1,960, I think, right? Yeah, it's, it's like 67. Crazy. Like now, if you guys want us to... Like, really want us to? Like, okay, so before anything, okay, so we will need you guys to tell us, yes, that'd be awesome if you guys did it. Yeah, we will go through and we'll record, like, we will go over all 1,960 pages. We we did see someone read some of it, not all of it. Yeah, and I only found one person to do it. And so if you guys are interested in that and actually want, like, the most detailed motherfucking report in the world... Mm-hmm. Or if you guys just want to read it yourself, look up the discovery of, you know, okay. the 1900. So, so before we even continue, tell them what your plan was on this. Because what we'll do is we'll put it on YouTube. YouTube. We'll bring up the uh, the actual thing that we're reading. And we'll read along with it so you can read it on the screen. You can see what we're talking about. And we'll probably have like 
50 to 100 episodes because it, it will take forever we already did the math i think it's like, like 10 hours maybe even more yeah so it, it'll be a long long thing to do but if you guys are interested in us doing that we we will do it we just have to make sure people want it we don't want to spend all that time on something that people don't want exactly we will only if you guys want it we'll do it and we won't include that in our actual podcast podcast episodes no um we might be able to add it on spotify or whatever but as like a 10 hour or 10 hour episode but right other but, than that, I don't know. But otherwise, it'll just be like a special on on YouTube. YouTube so, yeah. only if you guys, guys want are, it. Yeah, if you if you guys want that, let us know. We'll do it. Yeah. All right. So now she's talking to the cops, and the cops say, "All right, we'll we'll be there, do a welfare check." The cops get there, knock on the door. Um, at this point, she's also still calling uh, Chris, saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, we can't get in." He's like, "I'm on my way. I'll be there in like an hour and a half." Yeah, he was super far away, apparently. Like, His like work, literally. Yeah. The place where the bodies were found spoiler alert spoiler alert you guys already know you guys probably know um it was an hour 45 minutes to an hour away so him saying like yeah i'm getting off work just give me a second little I mean, we'll go over it later but he was making stops he was doing shit and like mm. making phone calls and shit like that so he wasn't making this a priority obviously because he fucking just murdered his family he clearly already knew what happened yeah um so the cops get there knock on the door not getting a response um they call Chris, or Nicole calls Chris again, and this time the cops take the phone from her and talk to him. He's like, I'll be there in five minutes. And he, he, they ask for the garage code. Like, the garage doesn't work. You only can open it with the clicker or from the inside. I was going to say, he, he did say that, but then uh, he gets there and opens it right away. He had the clicker. I, I mean, that makes sense. Um, so, now he goes inside. Now, this was the first red flag for the cops, was he went inside without them. Mm-hmm. For a minute, I think it was a minute and 47 seconds that he was not in their sight. Mm-hmm. So in that time, he claims that he went and checked all the rooms. But I feel like at that time, he went and hide or hit her phone and grabbed her wedding ring and, and put, put it somewhere. And put it on the nightstand is where he yeah. claims to have found it when the cop was in there. And then hid her watch and did all this shit. And yeah. then in a minute and 47 seconds and runs to the door and then gives the cops permission to come enter the house. Right. Another cool thing about this documentary on Netflix is we have the police footage. Like, so the body cam footage. You, uh, now, that, you can do it without the, the documentary, though. Huh? You can see that without the documentary. No, for sure. But, like, that's actually another cool thing about the documentary is the fact that we have that. Yeah. So it makes everything like a... I mean... You just being able to visually see everything that's happening is kind of it makes it so much better. Like yeah, exactly. Um, so in this time, the cops go search the room. Another police officer arrives, and they start searching everywhere. There's no signs of struggle. The cops see a sheet on the ground mm-hmm. in the master bedroom where their room is. They also find another sheet inside the garbage can, a bed sheet. Yeah. Okay. So the weird. I mean, it would not be weird to find a sheet on the ground. I don't think. No. Um, that's normal everyday living. Anybody who's alive should know that. And his his reason for it is when Shanann gets home from the airport, she goes to bed and then in the morning she goes, takes a shower and then takes her sheets off the bed to get the airport off her. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why he claimed, which, I mean, I think Nicole also said like she does not like the airport. She doesn't like the feeling of it. So, I mean, that part could be true, but not, not the fact that later you'll find out that the sheet was, one of the sheets was used for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so also going through, he then comes out of the room and goes holding her wedding ring. Like I found this on the nightstand. Oh, like, okay. So this is an awesome thing. Like imagine not having the police body footage, like body cam footage. 
you just be like uh what do you mean it was weird like okay he comes out and he's like got it on one of his fingers obviously his fingers are way bigger than his wife's yeah um so it's like oh i found this on the nightstand like what do you think that means oh my god she left me like well it was just so odd like it was just so odd well at that point then he tells a cause that they had a conversation that they are going to get separated. Right, so that he then, didn't want to be with her or some shit. She must have taken the kids somewhere. Uh, and that's when his first, like, she she must t- she must have taken the kids somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, she left me and she took the kids type of thing. And then you, it cuts the foot, like, it doesn't cut the footage. There's two different cops there. And there's two different footages. Mm-hmm. And then one shows Nicole with another cop, like, hey, this is her purse, her medication's in here. Mm-hmm. Her kids' medication's in here her phone like they found the phone during this time too they turned the phone on she he doesn't know the password to her phone by the way which is kind of weird i mean i know a lot of fucking people who don't tell their wife's password and shit like that which is good for you i guess i don't know i I mean i don't have nothing to hide so those people are hiding something Mm -hmm. but yeah anyways he finds the phone when they find the phone she's like again awkward ass like the way he did it like you gotta watch this he is showing no emotion awkward Awkward as shit he's like this is her lifeline she would never leave it like shut up dude you like you're being so obvious right now yeah it's uh it's incredible yeah it's it's wild um he like okay i haven't i don't know him before that obviously right Mm -hmm. so i mean it's hard for me to say that this is not how he normally acts but any normal person doesn't act like the way he was acting when their kid's missing. Exactly. And I, reali- I realize that everybody handles the thing different. I, I, everybody I, does. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess if, if you took it into the the point where maybe, you know, if he didn't do this, and maybe he's like just trying to cope with it. Like, we just had a conversation this morning that we want to separate and now my family's not here. There's no signs of struggle. Like, this would be going on in my head. Like, maybe my wife just right left for a little bit. For sure. But I would still be panicking. But like, all this shit would not... Like, okay, so he clearly set it up, so he's acting. But he's not acting. But he is, though, because he clearly set it up. He set the ring up on the nightstand, He the phone, oh, my God, blah, 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 all this all this shit. Yeah. So he set it up. But in your in your scenario where he didn't know any of this and he's finding all this, I feel like... I would still be worried. Like, where's I, my wife's phone? Like, you leave without my fucking kids? Like, what the fuck? Or it, you leave with my kids, right. but you don't have a phone on, you don't have my car with you. You have nothing like where like the fuck in my mind I'd be like okay she left her phone because she doesn't want me to contact her she left a ring because obviously we talked about splitting up yeah she took the kids because she doesn't want me to see them like that's what would be going through my mind but I would still be like devastated I'd be like yeah where the fuck's my family where's my fucking family she why, why wouldn't she tell me like her family lives across the fucking country yeah now so, you can like I said there's two different police footages so you can watch them side by side if you wanted to like open up two different tabs and watch the response of Nicole mm-hmm. compared to Chris. Another, she is panicking. Right. And another thing I didn't even think of. Like, so in your scenario where he didn't do this, mm-hmm. imagine how you would feel like her best friend doesn't know where she's at. Yeah. that that's, She would have told her best friend she was leaving me. And then her best friend then contacted all of their other friends and then none of them know where they're at. So like, I'd be like, okay, this is weird. She's not walking to her family street down the street without the car and shit. Like, yeah. I'd be panicking. And the whole time they on, he only asked once. To like, let me go look for my family. One time. Yeah. And so that's kind of odd. But uh, they go through the phone and then he also was sending her text messages like, where are you at? Only once Nicole That's disgusting, dude. He, he The text messages were after he killed her, I think. Oh, for sure. They, the text messages only came in only after Nicole called him. Like, right. where's your family? Right. 
oh, I better cover my ass and send text messages to her phone so it looks like I'm looking forward too. You know what I mean? There was like, I think like five or six missed calls from him, uh, like six text messages like, hey, where are the kids? Where are you at? What's going on? Are you okay? Like piece of shit. Real piece of shit. No, like not like a real piece of shit, but like a real piece like of a, shit. Like a real, yeah. One of them I think uh, said, oh, I'm on my way home. Please be there when I get there. Yeah. Stop it, you fucking motherfucker, dude. Yeah. <sighs> So at God. this at this point, um, the neighbor comes out. You know the neighbor's name? I, I, I don't know. No, I don't. I, be, I believe it's Nathan. Yeah, I'm looking up right now. Uh, Nathan Trinistich. Trinistich. We'll just call him Nathan. Nathan Trinistich. <laughs> okay, so but Na- Nathan, yeah, yeah, Nathan, his buddy, who was a big contributor to finding all this out as well. He's so. the second one to actually like put something up, and like I think he gives a real evidence. He gives uh, a really good, like, okay, so if the police weren't on to Chris before this guy, they were after him, for sure. Now, as many people know, in a domestic case, when a family goes missing and the other spouse is not missing, they're the primary suspect. Yeah. In every single case, unless it happened with both of them and somehow the husband or wife survived, Mm -hmm. they're still looked at as a victim at that point, but also a suspect. Absolutely. You got to rule out the spouse first because that's in like, um, I don't know. I was like 90% of the cases. I was going to say 90 something percent. Probably it's the spouse who did it. And that's the case in this one too. But so the neighbor comes in and goes like, Hey, I have, I have a camera that looks at the, their garage and their, the front of their house. Mm -hmm. And they're like, can I see it? And he's like, yeah, come in. So he invites both the police officers in and Chris, and this is when Chris starts acting different than he was in front of the cops at his house. He starts getting a lot more antsy. He's moving back and forth. Yeah. He's fidgeting. He's uh just. I think what he can't sit still. Okay, so this footage it didn't really show anything that was damning. Like it didn't show like him loading a body into the truck or anything like that. Mm-mm. But what it did, sh- like Chris didn't know that, so he was nervous as hell, and you can tell he was nervous to go watch this footage because he didn't know. If the body, like right. what they, what he did was saw, uh, seen on that camera because he knows there was a camera, and he tried to he tried to set up everything to avoid the camera. That was clear, um, but he didn't know what the camera caught, mm-hmm. and so he was nervous as fuck watching this shit. You could tell. So he was the, like, "Okay, am I going to get caught right here, mm-hmm. right now? Am I going to get caught, or am I going to get lucky and not get caught right here?" Yeah. So now in the footage of, he breaks it down to like. Um, his his truck was broken into, like the neighbor. So he, uh, the neighbor was telling the cops that uh, that Chris's truck was broken into. I, it was either Chris or the neighbor that told him this. I don't remember. Uh, we're doing this all without notes again. <laughs> well, I feel like this is the best way to do it because when we when we've said this so many times, when we're trying to read notes and actually like free think about what's going on, I feel like we uh, it's a lot less natural. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like this is the best way to do it. We just got to have it all in our minds, which uh-huh. in this case, it's not hard to do. Yeah. So it's either Chris or the neighbor talking about how Chris's truck got broken into. And then the neighbor... Then it was told, Chris. It was okay. Chris. Uh, he, he was like, oh, yeah, over the past week, I've been having problems with garages getting broken into. And and my toolbox was like tampered with with a screwdriver. Yeah. And so the neighbor offered him to park the truck closer to his house so he can watch his truck. Mm-hmm. And so... He then parks his truck closer to the neighbor's house, but the neighbor then, so after they review the tape and the cop was leaving with Chris, he like, the neighbor was like, can I talk to you? Kind of like. He was like, kind of like, like trying to hide it, like, hey, 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 hey. And then, so the, the cop realized, he didn't say, can I talk to you? No, but it was obviously wanted to talk to him. So the cop then tells the other police officer to take 
uh, Chris outside. He was going to get a statement from the neighbor because he realized the neighbor right. really wanted to talk to him. Yeah, Chris stops at the door and like, oh, should I stay with you for this? He's like, no, just go with the other detective or whatever. I'm just going to get his contact information, yeah, write down his yeah. name and stuff. Um, at this point, Nathan then says, there's something wrong. He's acting weird. He's acting weird. I've never seen him act this way. And he's never, my entire time, I've never once seen him put his truck into the garage. He always takes the uh, tools out. He, he says, too, he's like, okay, so he's never like fidgety and moving around and shit like this. He's never like that. He's real calm. He's, he's not real, talkative. Yeah. And so uh, the he's cop, like, the, then the cop says, like, well, that's, wouldn't, wouldn't you be in, put yourself in that situation? He's like, yeah. He's like, everybody acts different. Pretty much what I said. Everybody acts different to like a situation like this. And he he's agrees. like, okay, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, this is, he's not acting normal. This is, this is fishy. Like, he never brings his truck up. Right. And then later down the road, uh, Chris, well, I'm sorry, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to kind of go back because he, Chris is like, oh, I, I always back my truck up to get my tools and load them in. It's just mm-hmm. easier than carrying it down the drive. Yeah. And uh, he's like, he never does that. Never. Yeah. And then later down the road, Nicole will talk about how they won't even, uh, Shanann won't even turn the car on in the garage because she's afraid it's going to wake up the kids. Mm-hmm. So that right there then says they both are aware of the fact that it makes a lot of noise. Like the garage door will wake up the children. Right. So they, she, he doesn't do that in the morning because he goes to work at like what, 527, 530? Yeah. I, I think he he like gets up. I don't know what time he gets he up. He gets up at four to work out and then that's leaves exactly his house. What it is. He gets up at four, works out for an hour. Uh-huh. And then uh takes a shower, gets ready, and then out the house. At that day he left the house at five twenty seven in the morning. So yeah. He probably that's probably about normal for him time mm-hmm. to leave. Especially because I guess the site he was going to is not his normal site. It was a site that He volunteered to. He volunteered and then uh I guess his boss was like, Nobody volunteers for this. It's so far out. Nobody volunteers for this shit. And he made sure no one was working that day at that place. Yeah, well people showed up later. Yeah, but he was making sure he said he would be the first one there. Right, so right. Um, so that was, that was like the first day. That was the first day. And then right after that, Chris then has his first interview with the police and denies everything. Mm-hmm. The the police are obviously are, are interrogating him because he's the primary suspect at this point. It, that's how it is in every case. And, well, every, every, like we said, mm-hmm. every case, every, like if you're married or whatever, your spouse is normally the number one yeah. suspect. So obviously that's going to be the first person they interview. And so they, they interviewed everyone. They interviewed their babysitter that they had two nights before. They interviewed the neighbor. They interviewed her best friend. They interviewed everyone, but they primarily focused on Chris. So what you're saying is this is nothing like the John Bonet Ramsey case, which nope. was totally botched. Totally, they actually botched. did their fucking job in this one. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Imagine. So that was the first day, right? Mm-hmm. That was at least. I mean, there's obviously more shit that happened. Like news news agencies were there and shit like that, but um. That was like what you see in the video, and like you said, this is this is us exp- like we're putting yourself there on August thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. So this is without any information that we have now. Right. This is without the discovery. This is without <clears throat> the documentary. This is without everything. Yeah. So this is like if you're watching the news and this is like a live feed, this is what you would have seen at this time. All you're seeing at this point, it, like I'm the news. I'm sure is they're saying. Hey, everybody, look out for Shanann Watts and her two kids. They are missing. They are missing. Their dad wants them home. <laughs> that is what is going on right now. So that, that I'm, God, I'm thinking about the news interview he did too. Yeah, I think that was the second day. It so. was his next day, but just disgusting. Yeah, so in the next like hour or so, uh, we'll probably have this like a two or three-parter episode. Um, so either the next part or the part after, 
we will talk about like his interrogation and his uh all the other shit leading up then we'll go over like the timeline of like what led up to this Mm -hmm. and then the following days yeah um so that i would say this is part one yeah just this, this will be this will be part one for sure obviously and then uh we'll see we'll see what we get out of it and then we'll go from there but yeah so i think part two we'll talk about um the his interrogation his second one and the third one mm-hmm. uh we'll talk about uh nikki's nikki the bad one the bad one not nicole nick nikki or we can call her kessinger we'll just stick with nikki because he's easier right uh we'll go over her interrogation and then we'll start going over the timeline that led up to everything and then his actual full-fledged confession right and he has two confessions he has at least two one was, I think, August 15th or 16th. It was two days after, so it would 15th. have been 15th. And then one was a year later. <laughs> the real one. The real confession. Like, the actual, like, where he went over in detail what he did. Mm-hmm. So, we'll talk about that in the next parts coming. So, I think we're going to wrap up part one right there. Mm-hmm. It looks like a good time, a, lo- a, a good time to do that. So, um, we will see you guys on part two of the Chris Watts Whatever we come up with the name. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So uh, make sure you follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at Uh, Bizarre Investigations Podcast. And uh, if you have any emails for us, you can send it to Bizarre Investigations Podcast. Is it? No, it's just Bizarre Investigations at gmail.com. Bizarre Investigations at gmail.com. Or you can just send it on social media. That's the best place to get it. Yeah. Best place to to do it. We still don't have Facebook because fuck Facebook. Because fuck Facebook. That's why. Even though Instagram is pretty much Facebook now. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see you guys in the next part. Next part, like I said, we're probably going to go over his first interrogation, his first confession, I think. Yes. And then Nikki's confession. We, we'll probably actually just start the timeline, but mm. we don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll play it, you know. But we'll definitely see you guys again on part two. Part two, yes, sir. All right. Toodle, guys. Peace out.